Running Sentences presents A Ball and a Chain Part 5 Chaotic Life Lewis and Faye try to deal with Ava, who is seemingly not her usual self with her, but she seems to have snapped. This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, and situations within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real situations, events, characters, and or businesses, and or anything else is purely coincidental. Story is written and narrated by Michael Honnery. Copyright 2023, Michael Honnery. All rights reserved. The three stood there for a moment, trying to figure out what to do in this in Faye's driveway. Ava felt her mind going a million trillion miles a minute, and all of them were towards bad thoughts. Lewis was next to their neighbor. They were too close to one another. How long had they known one another? Were they cheating? It looked like it since they were standing so close to one another. And Lewis had his hands in an odd pose tucked behind him trying not to show them. What was that about? He had definitely done something that involved cheating. There was no other reasoning for any of this, especially at this late of an hour. What is going on here? Ava took a step towards Lewis with a suspicious look in her eye. There was to be no trust now, not with anything he had to offer or say. Our kind neighbor has lotion that would help my hands feel better. Uh, yes, yes, and it is quite the strong anesthetic as well. Uh, it's good for, for the skin. Why? Well, he pulled some ivy off of the fence that causes a reaction in people. Uh, the cream is needed to help ease the trouble that I caused him. The continued slow approach by Ava, stomping towards them, seemed to indicate that she was not really listening. There was a chance they might try something, and she didn't want to give them a pleasure of trying it out. A pack of lies. You two have been mingling for the last two days. I have eyes, you know. You can't avoid me. Uh, really, um, Miss, uh, whatever your last name is at the moment, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, this is all we've been doing is gardening and, uh, helping out your husband's hands. At this late hour? Well, yeah, it, it is It is a bit odd, but it generally, everyone in this neighborhood keeps odd hours. You work in the entertainment industry, and everybody here works in, or everyone around you seems to work in the entertainment industry or some form of it, and everyone does whatever they want. Her approach continued, telling everyone that she wasn't buying it if she came close to Lewis with her hands held out to reach for his neck. He backed up a step with a questioning look. Are, are you all right, Ava? Your eyes seem a bit... No, I've caught my husband cheating with a skank, who spends most of her time apparently naked. Well, I won't deny that I, I spend a fair amount of time naked, as is my right and choice. I, I am on my own property. I have done nothing with your husband as cute as he is, and as lost as he is. So you do like him. Ava turned towards Faye, now moving towards her, with her hands in towards the woman's neck. 
Being a step or two closer, it was easier to grab at her, though Faye managed to just slap away her hands. What is going on with you? Yes, what is wrong with you, Ava? She looked at them wide-eyed, trying to figure out what to do or who to grab at. You're both cheaters and scoundrels. I will kill both of you. With this, she leapt towards Faye, who had managed to retreat a few steps in the moment towards the open garage, which meant she lunged at air. Faye then looked towards Lewis, who had taken a step to holding his hands out to try and stop all of this. Your wife has gone mad, mister. I, I see that, but I, I don't know why. He continued his approach towards his wife, only for her to turn on him and gouge at his face with her fingernails trying to draw blood, managing to cut at his forehead. The feeling of this under her fingernails sent a surge of pleasure through her as he managed to wrestle her arms and hands away and push them to the side as he began backing away. It's time for both of you to learn a lesson. Faye ran towards the garage, probably having heard enough. Uh, she wouldn't escape, though. Well, she would momentarily, Ava thought. Her attention turned to her husband, who had also decided to run away. A moment's disappointment soon dissipated as she made her way forward. Faye came to a stop in her kitchen, looking about the place for something as Lewis came in. He dodged out of the way so he didn't run her over and came to a stop himself near the refrigerator. What are you doing? I need something to defend myself with. Or call the police while I find something to help us defend from whatever has happened to her. Call the police. With a quick look around, Faye hadn't given up on her search for a helpful tool, but did move closer to what appeared to be her cell phone. A small relief and Lewis began patting down his own pockets to find... He was missing something. He was missing his own cell phone. What has happened to her? Um, well, I've seen her like this once, and it was drugs, if I had to guess. And there are rumors about a wild child life and how she murdered a friend of hers on a binge when she was a teenager and a hot young thing of Hollywood. And you married her? Why? It's all rumors and no police investigation or anything. Trust me, I looked into it. As for why I married her, it's because, uh, well, she is rather mesmerizing. I became mesmerized by her everything about her. He'd been moving about the kitchen space that they found themselves in looking for a tool to save them. There wasn't much, and only a broom had presented itself. He took it up and stood there, glancing towards the door to the garage, which he had locked on his way in. There was no noise from the other side of it, and so he found himself looking about, trying to find anything else. Did you call the police? I'm finding something to protect myself with, which is more important. We'll, we'll look upstairs for something, but we should keep moving since we don't know what she's doing. You need to calm down and think for a moment. He was pacing about the place and looked over at her. She wasn't any calmer than he was with the fact that she was throwing open drawers and everything else. In fact, she seemed to be pulling at one of those drawers that contained some stuff, none of which looked to be remotely helpful. She gave up after one last look at the lot of her dull butter knives and other kitchen knives, which were sharp, but not sharp, sharp. 
There was a sudden rattling at the handle of the door to the garage, which made both jump and look that way. It took only a second for both to decide to leave and abandon the kitchen. The jiggling of the handle by Ava resulted in nothing, which pissed her off. Why was nothing simple? They could have answered her questions and been done with it, but no. They complicated matters and ran away. A quick look about this garage showed a clean space with few tools for gardening, but nothing of interest. She tried the door again, but it still wouldn't open. There was the front door, and the garage was still wide open. They would expect me to go around and find some other way in. Now I shall find a way to smash my way in. She began a more thorough search along the walls, among the tools of gardening stuff. A few minutes passed before she managed to come up with two small hand axes, and with one in each hand, she turned with a gleam in her eye towards the door that had rejected her previously. The rattle of the handle had so frightened Lewis and Faye that they had fled all the way up to the second floor of the house, deeming that the front door probably was a danger to try and go out of. Faye had run straight into her bedroom of some sorts and slammed the door shut in Lewis's face as he tried to follow. A second later, she opened it again and allowed him inside. Shit, sorry. It's fine, we're both uh, freaking out, but can you please call the police? Taking a moment, she looked around for her phone, but a quick scan showed it wasn't around here. Um, did you see my phone downstairs? I saw a phone cell phone-like thing sitting on the kitchen counter. I assumed you grabbed it. Oh, no. Do you have yours? No, I think I left mine in my car. What are we to do then? Lewis shrugged. He didn't know this house, so to him it was all just a mystery that he wanted no part of. With a final thwack... The door handle snapped off clean from the rough backside of the axes smacking against it. Ava then pushed the door open, feeling exhilarated that things were going so well all of a sudden, and was ready for anything to come at her. Lewis, where are you? Miss Neighbor Lady, are you here? Are you in here? Come out and talk to me about what you two fuckheads have been up to. There was a silence as she stepped inside the house, looking ever so carefully about the place. Both axes were up and ready for anything as she moved into the kitchen space. There was no one in here as she crept along quietly when a thud noise came from upstairs. With a grin, she looked up towards the ceiling and then back down to begin her search for the stairs upstairs. Faye stood back from the open window as Lewis checked a paperweight of some sort at the screen. The weight bounced idly off the mesh and came a few feet back towards him before thumping onto the hardwood floor. What are these things made out of? Aren't they supposed to pop out in case of a fire or something? I don't know. I was never informed about window screens when I bought the house, and I don't think houses come with instruction manuals of any kind. Yeah, no shit. You have to learn a lot from everyone else. But I'm mostly just saying shit to say shit. I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out here, and I don't know what my wife is doing or what she's... I think I heard a noise from downstairs. I just don't know. 
Maybe you, you should talk to her. You should go talk to her. Yeah, I don't see that going well, so no thanks. We have to do something, don't we? I mean, she seemed... Well, I told you to call the police many times. You don't listen to me. It took a moment more to look around for something to help them, but aside from clues and the too-heavy bureau to lift, nothing was coming to them that would help them escape out the window. Kick out the screen, then. That's all we've got. We tried that, and the window is too high to really accomplish it without twisting oneself about. Fine, then I will try. With a quick step, she moved towards the window and tried to get into a position that would allow her to, to kick out the screen. It took a while before she could, but it was not going well since she wasn't that flexible and, while well, the window was by her bed, she also happened to have a water bed. Slowly but surely, Ava had made her way upstairs, listening for the slightest bit of noise and always on the watch out for anything that might happen. She was quickly rewarded when thumping noises came from a door not far from the stairs landing. Oh, those fuckers are now fucking while I'm trying to get answers? Oh, this is gonna go well. She stormed her way towards the door that she'd heard the noises come from or where she assumed the noises were coming from and stopped at it. The noise wasn't exactly clear, so she put her ear to the door. There were several feminine-sounding grunts, though they sounded sort of frustrated. Oh, he is definitely fucking her, isn't he? Not waiting a moment more, she slammed the back of her axe into the handle. It clanged off, and she whacked at it with her other axe, going back and forth between the two. Minutes passed until, with a final thud, the handle just fell off. The window screen had held mostly in place, had held mostly fast, not allowing them to escape as dull thuds came from the door out. The latest issue now was that Faye had actually gotten through the screen, but only her foot, as it remained sort of stuck in place. She hopped about as Lewis tried to help yank her out, as the door opened and they both turned to say Ava with bloodshot eyes, axes raised, ready to throw them at them. You too? One of the axes was thrown, and Lewis ducked for the floor, trying to avoid it. It was all instinct on his part, as his mind then asked, what about Faye? But by that time, he was already on the ground. What are you doing, Ava? Cleaning up a mess of a cheater. I didn't cheat on you. He scrambled to his feet, eyeing the other axe that she hadn't thrown yet. There was no doubt that it would be flying towards him at any second, as she looked to be off her rocker. Lies. He looked over towards Faye, fearing seeing an axe sticking out of her. There was no such sight that thankfully showed up. But Faye was unconscious, with a rather nasty-looking bump on her forehead. The axe had fallen somewhere where he couldn't see at the moment. There are no lies here. Nothing has been going on. Please snap out of it. You would say that, but I know better. I know this industry and how it runs. Every last person for themselves, and themselves only. You were using me for my money, so you could make money, weren't you? No, I was not. Well, I, I mean, technically, yes, since the show probably would have made money and it was a partnership, but the whole concept was created to make you happy and to make you more money for your 
secret accounts. No one cares about anyone in this industry, and the talent will always remain second class. I was reminded of that recently, and I know that you consider me only for my money. Lewis was genuinely confused by the whole matter, and looked about for a way to escape. The bedroom was a simple one, with no attached bathroom to escape to. His only way out was past his wife. Even if he charged forward and through her, it didn't seem like she would go down easily. At least not in what appeared to be a drug-fueled rage. His glance fell towards the axe that he now could spot, not far from him, lying on the ground near Faye's foot. There was a chance he could pick it up, but that might result in the other one finding him. Could he afford to take that risk? Should he take that risk? Don't you do that. Do what? Escape or try for that axe. I see you and all you've done. You and your plot have been figured out, so stand there and welcome your end. Ava, this is the drugs talking, I hope. Otherwise, you have some serious mental issues, and I can get you some help if you wish. But you need to calm down as you're seeing what you want to see instead of what is actually going on. Oh, I see perfectly fine. You two were fucking when I entered. Lewis, at a loss for words, looked over towards Faye, hoping she had woken up. She was still unconscious, with her foot hanging from the screen. He tried to think of how sex would be like in such a position, but could not come up with a good enough mental image to satiate that imagined idea and turned back to his wife. No, you know you did not. You've lost your mind and need to stop this at once. Or what? What are you going to do, mister? Instead of saying it, he decided to charge forward. It was his best hope of getting out of here right now, even if it didn't work. Maybe the chaos that ensued could secure some escape for someone? Perhaps not him, but maybe Faye? In an awkward gallop, Lewis plowed into Ava, who wasn't sure what she should do in that moment. She'd expected the weapon to be enough to scare him off from trying things. Though, this was not the case, as his weight was more than enough to send her staggering back into the hallway, with him on top of her as they grappled one another for a moment. Her grip tightened on the axe, which she refused to let go, as once they were down on the ground, he tried to spring back up and away. Only cheaters had reasons to run, and so she took this chance and chopped her axe towards him, meeting some part of him. What did I tell you? A gurgle of noise came from Lewis as she saw that her axe had neatly cut into his neck and then stayed there. At least the fool could no longer talk or give excuses. What a waste you turned out to be. After my money and my fame, it was all mine and never yours. You thought you found an easy mark. Ha! Pathetic. She yanked the axe from his neck, sending a splurt of blood all over the place, including a bit that hit her. It didn't matter one bit as she brought the weapon back down again with all her might onto him. It's time you learned a lesson in how to cheat people. You can't take what belongs to them. My life, my money, my career. You can have none of it. Her hacking continued at his now lifeless body, the head marks all over it, and she eventually came to a stop. 
He made no noise, and there were several bits of him separated from his body. See what you made me do? All of this trouble just because you couldn't listen to me, pervert. She was huffing and puffing a bit, but that itchy feeling came over her that her work wasn't yet done. No, there was still one more person left to deal with. Her head turned to look at the still-hanging, unconscious body of Faye. With heavy steps, Ava made her way into the bedroom and over to this cheating woman. She hoped that coming in this way would wake her up, but there was no reaction from the woman. Wake up! With her hand, she slapped as hard as she could at the woman's face, the smack stinging her hand and leaving a red mark on it as well as a mark on Faye. There was movement that followed, but it was mostly swaying from the head. You really aren't going to wake up, are you? What a waste. I wanted to see your face as I bring hell to you. Oh, well. Before swinging her hand axe into the body of Faye, she grabbed at the one that was near her on the ground, and with both in hand began to rain down blows on the helpless target until there was little but a bloody pulp-like thing hanging from the screen. With that, the itch was gone, and so too was the feeling of energy that had so encapsulated her for the last thirty, forty minutes. As she fought back a yawn, there was something else to do, but what was it? Shrugging to herself, she headed for the door. She trudged her way, all the way back home, and into her living room. It took only a second to collapse onto her couch and let out a long, deep sigh of relaxation. All felt right in the world and finally free. Oh, so tired. Why are my arms tired, though? What's been going on? I don't really... I didn't really do anything. I don't, I don't work out. And where's my phone? I should call my husband and see what he's up to. She found her purse, which had been by her side through the whole event. It was quite bloody, but she ignored that and fished out her phone and began dialing the number into a phone. It took a few seconds, but the line picked up. This is emergency services. How can I help you today? I think I dialed the wrong number. My apologies. But I do think that a murder has occurred next door. I heard lots of screams. Understood. And where are you, ma'am? Instead of answering, though, Ava had hung up the phone and allowed it to drop onto the couch. She stifled another yawn, then let it take over. A moment later, she stretched out on the couch and put her head down to sleep. This was as good a place as any, and really, who had the energy to do anything these days? A heavy banging on the door did not bring anyone who owned the home to the door. According to his files, this should be the home of Lewis and Eva, and the phone call had originated from there, reporting a crime. Detective Sanders pounded on the door once more, but there was still no answer. Did we go in or not? We don't have anything suspicious yet. From inside came the sound of a moan. Quite a loud one from what they could tell. The two detectives looked to one another. But now, Carl, we happen to have it. I'll go around back. You got this door. In a moment, his partner was gone as Sanders banged on the door once again. This is the police, whoever is in there. This is a warning that we are about to come in. He waited a beat before trying the door handle just to see if it might turn. It did, and he pushed the door 
carefully open, his hand on his gun the whole time. The door was now fully opened, and he peered inside, seeing spots of what looked to be blood on the ground all about the place. Miss Ava, Mr. Lewis, are you in here? Are you hurt? Did something happen to you? There was a moan in response, but it didn't sound close to the door. With a pounding headache and feeling rather shit, Ava opened her eyes. There was plenty that didn't make sense in the moment. Firstly, why was she in the living room, and why did she feel so icky? Hello, did I hear someone's voice? Uh, is that you, Lewis? She began to rise from the couch and looked about and down at herself. The splatters of blood all over herself sent her brain into a crazy state of questions and grabbing at herself to see if she had any wounds on her. Miss, are you in here? Are you Miss Ava? The voice of an unknown man made her jump and instinctively reach for the axes that she just knew were there. She paused for a second, wondering why she knew this, but there was a stranger in front of her and he held a gun out, though he seemed to be slightly well-dressed. There was perhaps a chance that maybe he had done this to her. Who are you? She held her axe, ready to attack by throwing it at the moment's notice. This man was quick to make sure he had his gun pointed at her, making her pause for a moment. There was a good chance she would never get to defend herself as long as he had the gun. I am Detective Sanders with the police department. We received a call from this house about a murder next door. Murder? I don't know anything about that. And someone called you from my home? It might have been my husband. The caller was female. Well, it wasn't me, and I don't have anything further to say other than get out of my house. I'm afraid with the sit of this place, I can't do that. She fully rose from the couch as another man came in from the kitchen area. He too had his gun drawn and looked concerned at what he saw, which she spotted instantly. Why can't you leave my home, and why are you strangers feeling comfortable barging into it? Sanders pointed towards his fellow detective. That is my partner, Carl. He then pointed towards her dress and the couch and areas around that had spatters of blood. She looked it down upon this once again. And it appears you're covered in blood. That's why I can't leave here. Now please put down that axe. Listen to her, miss. He doesn't like it when people don't listen to his commands. Ava wasn't listening, as the clothes she wore, fancy and nice, were splattered in blood from head to toe. Her stomach turned and she opened her mouth to let out a scream as it finally began to register with her. Horror and f whatever this was just took over. Whatever voice she had, though, was too high to hear or refused to come out as she tried to push sound from her lungs across her throat. Miss. I think she's gone into shock, Sanders, uh, but best let the medics deal with it. I called them on the radio when I was still outside and caught sight of her on the couch. Doesn't feel right not questioning her, though, right? Well, she ain't speaking and she appears to have frozen up, Sanders. That or just a mental break. Either way, let someone else look at her. Then we'll do the whole questioning thing. Sanders sighed and shrugged as medics came into the room, taking only a second before making a beeline for Ava. 
Sanders stepped in the way, though, since Eva still had an axe in her hand, and with a quick move he grasped at her wrist, giving it a quick squeeze which made her loosen her grip on it and drop it. Once he'd carefully gathered it up and let it into an evidence bag, he stepped to the side so that the Maddox could rush in. Her thoughts were going so fast that she couldn't concentrate on them nor speak. She wanted to say or move some part of her body, but it was all not cooperating with her wishes, and these medics were soon leading her away. With Ava whisked away, that left Sanders and Carl to look over the scene in the hallway of Faye's home. They stared at the sight as things had already been taken away. A good thing for Sanders' stomach, since it was truly a terrible sight to come across. They had examined the site for evidence about what had happened and turned up little, but their search was as thorough as they could make it, and even though this was such an odd murder scene. To them, it was obvious that the two had been murdered, and the likely one who had committed it was Ava. The murder weapon probably would soon be confirmed, and the rest of this was just getting a confession out of the lady. You all done, Carl? Yeah, just the last piece of annoyance to deal with. The clothes this Miss Faye was in are all over the place. You think Ava was trying to rob her after killing them, or before? Not sure it has anything to do with anything right now. Just odd to see so many clothes all over the place, and so skimpy. Well, I also didn't find anything out of the place next door, so, well... Maybe it's just all coincidence or just weirdness. Still, it's something to note in case of uh, importance. Uh, who knows what's important and who isn't and what isn't. Carl appeared from the bedroom and heading down the hallway. Uh, shall we go visit this old hospital and see if the doctors will let us talk to this lady? I guess we should, yeah. If she's talking at all, seems so frozen up. The two fell silent as they exited the house. A disgusted feeling had crossed Eva, and she couldn't shake it as she stared at the hospital room she was in. The place was clean, which was good, but her hands were cuffed to the bed and barely moved about. A jingle here and there resulted in her flapping her hands about a bit, but they wouldn't really move much. Can someone help me? There was no response from anyone as she laid back on the bed she was on. Why was she treated like this? There was no way to treat someone who was going to be rich and famous again. Now, if only she could remember this morning or last night. And there was a sticky feeling that this was the reason why she was here. The detectives found themselves at the hospital front door not long after leaving the home. Things were quiet, which was nice, but as... Sanders and Carl approached the hospital. They were spotted. Reporter Andrew Tate, who had a nose for news, was on them before they could get out of the way and on scene. Gentlemen, detectives, there's a story brewing, I heard. You hear lots of things, and they aren't always true, Tate. Indeed, Detective Carl, that is true, but uh, that is also my job, isn't it? I need to find out the truth so I can tell the world what's going on, and what the police are and aren't telling us. And what rumors have you got to bring you here? Now that I will only tell you if you share with me why you're here. Well, it's a case that brings us here. Why else would we be here? 
As I thought, I'm here pursuing information on a report that a person went mad. Doesn't that sound juicy? The two cops shared a look. Good luck with that. Andrew stepped to the side but smiled as they went past. A doctor had come into the room and run a variety of small tests on Ava, which she did not approve of. She was perfectly fine aside from not remembering last night, or much of yesterday afternoon, to be truthful. But that was okay. In fact, she merely stacked it up as a normal occurrence, since most days blended into one another, didn't they? The doctor flashed a light before her eyes, and she tracked it easily. How are you feeling? Annoyed. About what? Being here, I don't belong in hospitals since I have so many bad memories of them. I see, and you don't remember the past, eh? Do you remember yesterday? Parts of it, yes. Aren't you special? Let me go. I have nothing wrong with me. I will once the cops come and get you. What? Why would they need me? What do they need me for? Well, you don't remember anything, do you? Oh, well, I'm sure they will tell you once we clear the paperwork. With that, the doctor left. She came out of the room which Ava was staying in and began her walk back towards the nurse's desk station. She was shaking her head, and Sanders noted and hoped that was a good sign. Doctors didn't tend to like releasing patients to cops, for whatever reason they might come up with. He didn't understand it, but it was what it was. She spotted him and Carl a second later, as she approached and came up to them instead of going to the desk. Is the patient awake? She is, and doesn't seem to remember anything, so I don't know how much use she's going to be to you. We don't much care about that. Uh, can you, we take her to the station? An unhappy sigh seemed to come from the doctor as she seemed unhappy with the whole affair. Are you going to treat her poorly? I have no intention of doing that. We simply have a bunch of questions about what she was up to. You want to know if she's a murderer, and that is never as simple as a few questions. Well, things are never simple. And, uh, well, in this case, they might actually be. We already have the weapon, we just have to confirm it, and we're pretty sure it's her, so can we talk to her or not? Once the paperwork has been filed in a few minutes, she will be yours to deal with. That is all we want. Our room is over there. We will wait over there if that is fine. Dr. Stephanie merely nodded as the two headed down the hallway to guard Eva's room. They would take up spots on either side of the door, waiting for the final paperwork to be completed. The door to the entrance to the hospital slid open with Sanders and Carls leading out a handcuffed Ava. She looked about wildly and instantly spotted a pool of press reporters who were now busy snapping pictures of them and recording the event. Oh, how lovely to see you all. Are you here for me? We heard you murdered your husband and a woman who may have been sleeping with him. Something in Ava's mind flickered at that, but it was fading and not completely there. The cops had told her she was under arrest for murder, but it hadn't yet really sunk in. You don't say. But I do, and uh, so do the cops beside you, I believe. You're the talk of the town, therefore. Me? Famous again? Oh, it's what I've always wanted. 
Please stop with the questions, Mr. Andrew. We will release a statement to the press soon about this whole matter. The detectives tried to push past towards their car, which wasn't parked too far away, but it was still in the parking lot a little ways. The press, however, had other ideas and were staying in front of them the whole way. To this, Ava beamed and smiled. Her mind had switched to try and make the best of the situation and make sure her good side was, in fact, facing the camera. Don't worry about a little fake case, boys. I'll soon be free. What you should know is that I'm making a comeback and will soon have a show of my own. A comeback from murder? If that's what it takes. Interesting, Miss Ava. And this is all for your new show? Oh, of course. You know the industry. We need to make things big and bright to catch anyone's attention. This is all for my career. Is she confessing right now, Sanders? I don't know. I doubt a judge would let it stand in a court of law. Let's just get her into the car. They pushed forward with her once more as she continued to make faces and smile for the camera. The press, which had a decent amount of people, now began to swell. There were now more regular fans and curious people wanting to see what was going on. Listen, whatever happened, I know nothing about it. This is all a frame-up job by some company. It's either to vote me to stardom or to bring me down. If you find out who did it, please do tell me. I am innocent. The two detectives were now pushing hard to get through the throngs of people gathered to watch this spectacle. Miss Ava, I'd advise you to be quiet. You see, the police are trying to silence me and whisk me away to never be heard from again. Jesus, she's lost her mind, hasn't she? Probably, Carl. The prosecutor ain't gonna be happy when we dump this on their lap. Find me before they make me disappear. You can hear their words as well as I can. They don't want this false crime to go to trial. Ma'am, we don't care one bit if it does. That's the prosecutor's job. We're here merely to follow the evidence and where it takes us, and it led us right to you with the murder weapon in hand when we found you. I don't have them in my hands now. That's right. She doesn't, Sanders. This is looking like a bad case for you. Sanders had now stopped and looked at the reporters, who was always nosing about and never helping. The man would make things out of nothing if it got him a payday or a book deal. This case is under investigation and is not a topic for open public discussion. When the time comes, it will be decided by others to pursue or drop it. If you wish to act as this lady's PR person, you are free to do so, Andrew. But right now, you're not helping her. Just because there's no murder weapon in her hands at this moment doesn't mean she isn't guilty or that she didn't have it before. She is under arrest for two murders and that's all that needs to be said on this. I committed neither crime. The last few steps to their vehicle were covered in short order by waving away the crowd. No one wanted to get in the way as Ava began to struggle mightily. I have done nothing. Then you won't mind if we talk about this whole thing, would you? She continued to struggle as the back door of the cop car was open and in she was shoved. A month had gone by since the arrest and a flurry of news stories about the situation. The lead prosecutor had gathered the press to announce what was going on in the case. Ava stood by his side in this 
briefing room, beaming with happiness at the reporters, all of whom were taking in the scene before them. All right, I'll keep this simple. Due to the complex nature of this case and the likely bout of temporary insanity, we are not proceeding with charges on Miss Ava, or in this case. Ava brushed her way forward towards the microphone. Thank you, prosecutor person. That should have been said long ago. But now I am back in the limelight, I should have new movies coming out soon, and a TV show. So, you should all tune in. With annoyance, the prosecutor pushed her to the side as the press began to ask questions. Is she well and truly free? Free of all charges, though, we are recommending under the strongest terms that she seek mental help. And that's all we can do. In a quick step, the district attorney prosecutor excused himself as Ava now held the podium to herself and was doing her best to smile for all the camera flashes. One at a time, boys and girls, there is more than enough of me to go around, especially now that I'm single and out there. I take, I take to both sides equally, if you know what I mean. She made her most alluring look and threw as many kisses at the camera as she could. Most of the reporters, though, actually seemed rather bored with it all, and were already packing up and leaving. This included Andrew, who had helped her out so much by pushing so many stories about her. The room was soon emptying aside from Ava, who looked rather puzzled by the whole thing. The End of Part 5 of A Ball and A Chain The End of A Ball and A Chain Thank you for listening.